Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. <laughs> so recently we had a conference and it's like the middle of February when I'm trying to prep for this and, and the beginning of March. And so I decided to put fake tan on. And y'all know <laughs> what you shouldn't do, right? You never do that the week of an event because you might screw it up. And so Unless I... Unless you're a professional like me. Right. Like you're really good at it. I am not. And so I did my fake tan and, you know, when I looked down, it looked really good. And then I was doing my hair and there was almost a perfect <laughs> dividing line between the outside, like the top of my arms that show and the inside. And it just, first of all, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to try to exfoliate this away. And then I was laughing because I was thinking, this actually reminds me of a lot of Christians that I know. You all look all bronzed and golden on the top, but inside you are pale white. Oh, snap. And I mean, that can be us on occasion. Totally. Probably more than I'd like to admit. Yeah, because even as someone who I do use fake or, you know, self-tainer a lot, you can still mess it up. Right. Because that stuff cranky. It's cranky. (laughs) You got to do it just right. But if you were with us last week, we were talking about, you know, saying you want to follow God and actually doing the work. And Mm. it's very different. It's different to like get excited about the thought that you want to have total forgiveness and freedom in Christ. And then when you actually have to go to the work that requires you to get there. Eh, Never mind. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Maybe next year. (laughs) Catch me on the next time around. Jesus loves me anyway. (laughs) Right. That's our excuse, right? Well, Jesus died for me. And so all that's forgiven. Well, yeah, it's forgiven. Yeah. And he's moved on, but that doesn't mean you don't have to deal with it. Unfortunately. Seriously, that's like your house catching on fire in the attic, but then you just keep living downstairs without going to make sure that the roof is not going to cave in on you because the damage is there. (laughs) So true. Or like the water leak. Right. Right? Well, speaking of water, oh my gosh, I love God. Um, I didn't even do that on purpose. So (laughs) we're of this verse out of Ezekiel 36, 26 through 28. It says, I'll pour water over you and scrub you clean. I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that is God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. Mm. So there's two things that I really notice in this. He... He'll remove the stone heart and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. But replace, when you pluck out a heart and put in a new one, that that probably doesn't go without some effort and maybe a little pain. Um, and a little bit of um, bedtime. You know what I mean? you got to chill for rehab. a little bit. A little rehab. A little rehab, <laughs> right. And you got to go to your, you know, you might need a little PT, a little physical therapy. <laughs> Um, and it also says, I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and to live by my commands. There's so much freedom in those words. It is with his spirit in us that makes this possible. I embrace and just cling to those words that it is 
never going to be any of my power or my might that makes this possible. Okay, but, so I have I want to break some of that down. All right. I don't know where to start. Okay, do it. Do you want me to start with the um, Do it. Okay. So you Y'all said, know we fly by the seat of our pants, right? So get ready. <laughs> you said make it possible. Mm-hmm. But possible doesn't mean that it's gonna happen. Oh, so true. That's right, because you have to allow the Holy Spirit is never gonna force you. But also you have to do something. Absolutely. You can't just sit there and be like, yeah, I could, like... The Spirit's in me. Fix it. And I could totally do that right there. God has made it possible for me to do that, but it doesn't mean you have to. That's right. It it does take work. It takes discipline. Yes. And um, an effort. And it's not easy or fun. We keep saying that. So, but you know what, y'all? I know. Okay, we say that because we know the hard work that takes place internally. it's worth it. Right. It is so worth the freedom that this brings and the healing and the understanding and the change of heart. Like truly, there is a heart transplant when this happens. Right. And you will walk confidently into this world. Not all the time, because there's always going to be some dings on our armor. Like the enemy's always trying to take us out. Right. But you will have so much more confidence in who you are and where you're going and why and what it is you're supposed to be doing. It is like, that's the freedom. It's easy to say, no, I I can't do that. Right. And I'm okay with not being a part of that. Even, you know, before it might've been a lot of FOMO. (laughs) Right. Right. But now you just know, like there's a confidence in who you are and what God has called you to and not called you to. And, if you can imagine, like, we, we keep saying this is so much work and it takes effort, um, but you're in a safe place with God. It, it is so safe. And if you can just imagine your heart, and it's not your physical heart. When the Bible says heart, like, it's just, it's like your spirit, your soul is what they're saying. Um, not the actual organ that beats within your body, but whatever. The heart, your heart that is common ground mm-hmm. where God meets you and you can meet God where it is safe mm-hmm. to unpack these things. Right. And that's probably the safest you'll ever feel. And it's possible to feel safe if you want to allow yourself to let down your guard and do all those things. Right. But when you said, you know, I was thinking about how do you know? Okay. So when I kind of like threw all the Christians under the bus, including us, the fake tan. I also think people have a false sense of their depth of life change with God. Did I put that well? Yes, I get that. And I think that's true because I've certainly been that way. And I think if you talk to any Christian that's been on this journey, they would acknowledge the exact same thing. I I think what happens is so much a part of what we are taught as a child, even if like for me growing up in the church, there's so many things that you hear Mm -hmm. and do that get caught up in your denomination and the intricacies of whatever faith denomination you're a part of that become your truth instead of what God says through his word. 
Yes. Okay. And that is why we are always pointing y'all to scripture. Church is great. You need church. We need community. We need to go there and worship. We need to be a part of things. But scripture, you got to open it because that's the truth. That's the nitty gritty. And it, your heart, our souls, that spirit within us, that common ground where we are set. That's why it says all through scripture, guard your heart, mm-hmm. protect it. That is your sacred space with the Lord. Yeah. And you know, I'm think, sitting here thinking if I'm listening to this for the first time, and this is like a revelation that you guys are dropping on me, how do I know? How do I know if I am faking it? And the truth is, if you ask God into your heart, there's no faking it. God, right. if you've acknowledged that you're a sinner and you said, I need Jesus Christ as my Savior and I accept him as my Savior and I want to follow him, that's not fake. There's nothing fake about that. You don't have to go do that again. But your death will be determined by the the way you live your life. Things are going to change. You're no longer going to want to go um, cuss out the person on the side of the road. You might want to. But all of a sudden, when you go to just like lay it out and tell somebody about themselves, there's a little nudge. It goes, oh, let's not do that today. We're, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to actually either choose to walk away or we're actually going to go be kind to them because we're acknowledging that they might have a bad day. Right. So I feel like you see the fruit is different from somebody that is spending time with God and that connects with God and has that personal relationship with God. And fake is a strong, ugly word, right? Um, We're not saying that your faith is phony and that there's nothing authentic, like you were saying about you. But what we are saying is... Maybe it's surface level. Yes. Just like... That little fake tan I read. The fake tan, like it was... It was a fake tan, and it was very surface level, and just on the front surface of your arm, (laughs) right? And there's more under it. And so, you know, as you continue on in your faith, you'll reach a point where you sort of hit a stagmate. What? You get stagnant? Stagnant, and you hit a stalemate. Sure. (laughs) Switching those words all up, (laughs) making up my own. I love making up words. Um where it gets kind of stale, your faith. And it's like, gosh, I was on fire for the Lord. I was so excited. You've done all these things. You've jumped into ministry. You're volunteering. You're a part of things. You're doing Bible studies. You may be leading Bible studies. And then you do that for a while. And then you're like, is this it? I kind of lost my fire. Like, is this all there is to this faith? No. There's more. So you've gotten to that stage, and then you've got to be willing to take that step of faith. Gosh, that's so cliche. But (laughs) off that ledge, off that ledge of your heart and into the depth of your soul, your past, your hurts, your regrets, your pains, the things like we've mentioned before, the doors of your heart where you just slapped a Jesus sticker on it and never went back with the Lord. Um, this is my favorite visual ever. I Thank you. you. <laughs> um, I, and until you're ready to do that, there really isn't a progression forward because it's all these things that are under the surface that are clogging up 
the space in your soul and in your spirit for the Lord to build more up in that where this is like where forgiveness is cultivated in your heart, where hope blooms and flourishes, where our trust and faith take a deeper root, where life begins, where love is realized and mercy and grace materialize and are fulfilled. But if it's kind of full of other stuff, God can only get in there so much. Right. We got to make room for more. Yeah, and also I feel like you, okay, maybe you're a video gamer, and I'm not, so I'm going to mess this up for sure. (laughs) But it's just like staying on level one of, I don't know, Mario, whatever, right? Oh, yeah. You never go try to do level two, okay? So we're not saying that you're, you're not a Christian. We're not saying that that's not a great life. But what we're saying is it can be even more beautiful. It can be even more better because believe it <laughs> or better. not, more better. Is that right? More better. It can be more better. My mm-hmm. dad said more gooder. My dad always says, oh, it's more gooder because he thinks he's funny. But when you are able to start to bring up the past pain and hurt and trauma to God and lay it out and sit with him and say, hey, God, this right here, do you remember that? That was terrible. And when you start to like pull it out and feel all those emotions that maybe you didn't allow yourself to feel at the time and now mature you or older you is dealing with it. So it's even different, right? When you're able to go through that process and you can actually release that, you'll be shocked at the ways that that thing that happened 5, 10, 20 years ago has changed and you still process everything happening in your life today through that filter, because you haven't cleared your filter yet. You haven't cleaned it off. You haven't washed that out yet, okay? And I say this so like, I don't know, picturesque because I've done it a million times and I have a million more times to do it. And then once you've cleaned that filter, God's like, great, now here's what happened, like down to the bare bones of what happened. Now go tell someone about it and help them heal from it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I think, you know, just for a more, a very tangible surface level illustration too. So I mentioned last week that I had recently had to have Mose from skin cancer on the side of my face. Well, I had to have that um, like seven years ago as well, right on my eye, nose, like huge hole, total reconstruction, new tear ducts, like the whole shebang. It was very traumatizing. Like I thought I was going to go in with this tiny little sliver cut out and it was this massive like month long ordeal. And so this time that was my experience and I'd moved on. Well, this time when they called and told me that I had to go back and have more Mo's, I carried all of that trauma and past memory from my first Mo's procedure <laughs> into this most recent one. Uh huh. Like for, I was a mess, but it was so different. I mean, it was like, oh, well, now I feel like a big wuss, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, it's going to be fine, but I carried, you know, that was just a simple thing. I mean, no no big surgery and reconstruction on your face is simple, but I carried all of that into a current day situation instead of just starting afresh. Uh And that's what we do in our lives with these past. There is no shame in not having approached these things and gone 
and dealt with these emotions and feelings until now. Right. And it's never too late. In fact, there may you may have been at an age where you didn't even have the words to express mm-hmm. what you were going through. Yeah. Agreed. You know, and now you do. And the Lord's like, now we're safe. You trust me. Meet me here in in your heart, this common ground where we're protected and safe. And let's do this thing. It's so interesting you just use that you don't have the words. And so we talked about this a few podcasts ago where I was not the best student in high school. I graduated actually with a really great grade point average. God knows how and why. But um, I enjoy learning now that I was able to go, okay, you were a bad student. I live with the lie that I was a bad student for a very long time, 20 years. Okay. Well, then I've since then what I've changed my whole life and I met God and now I have kids and I homeschool kids and I remember when God was saying you need to homeschool your kids I was like God I'm a terrible student in fact I don't like school I think it's stupid I don't like anything (laughs) they learn I don't remember anything well come to find out as I was processing it over the past year or so what I've realized is I did not have the capacity at the time of my high school age to actually learn because of outside circumstances. Mm. So I didn't have what I needed. I didn't have the space. I didn't have the support system. I had nothing that I needed in order to learn. Now I do. And so Mm. now I'm processing and learning. Same with you. Like she was saying, you may not have had the safe space, the emotional maturity, the emotional support system you have now. And so God's bringing it up and going, hey, we got you now. Right. You have what you need to process this and be healthy and happy. So let's do it. Don't run away from it. Well, I love um, Proverbs 4.23 says, Life starts in the heart. Keep vigilant watch over it. And that is a daily maintenance. It requires daily maintenance. And like, sometimes it requires a reset in the middle of the day. It does. Changing your filter. <laughs> All right. We do so much maintenance on so many things. Um, and we get insurance policies on anything of value. And that is how we need to look at our hearts and our relationship with the Lord. Do maintenance. Spend time with Him. You know, I've noticed that Um, just the other day, someone said something about, yes, I was praying about that. And I was praying about this. And, and it occurred to me and I said out loud and I I know they thought I was crazy. Like, what kind of Christian are you? I said, you know what I've noticed lately is, especially now that I've, um, you know, so deep in Lexio and my scripture meditation and time with the Lord. And I'm just like pulling and into the spirit, like all day long. Like I recognize he's with me. Like we're just like one being, um, I was like, you know, I've noticed I really don't pray as much, mm. <laughs> which is a really weird thing for right. a Christian to say, right? So I think I finally get that scripture that says, pray without ceasing, where before it would totally stress me out. It's like, how do you do that? I don't have time for that. Now I get it. It is a constant state of communion mm. with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, because he's in us. And we meet in the, on, in my heart and that common ground every day, sometimes a lot more. And so it is just a constant revolving around of him. Like if I sigh, if I groan, he's with me. He knows. Right. That's my prayer. And that's enough. And that is another benefit of this relationship and going deep and guarding that. 
Mm. So hopefully you have gleaned something from this very interesting conversation we've had because we've had a lot of analogies, right? <laughs> I even threw a couple words in there, like more better, more gooder. I love uh, that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of food for thought. Right. But you know what? We uh, have some events that happen out in the community. We have something called Spill the Beans. Um, check out our website for dates. We have one in March, or we had one in March, and we have one in April. Um, and also, we have a month-long class on like Geo Divina. Yep. So that is a way for you to learn to connect with God on a more personal level. Uh, not that you shouldn't be in a, a church building if you can handle that and you shouldn't be in constant, you know, you need to have your community, but um, learning how to commune with God on a personal level will take you to a deeper relationship, which is awesome. Absolutely. Hey, we think we really hope and Thank you for listening. We hope you've gleaned something from this and that you'll take something forward through the week and just um, that it will drive your heart closer to God this week. Thanks for joining us on The Center and the Saint.